Yeah, I'm, that's what I, I need to do that yet, and I need to do this. This and that. Are the twins playing today or are they off today? They're off they today. off today. God, I was screaming at my radio, driving home and listening to Angel Pagan golf, give up that golf shot. I forgot they were playing after we finished the show. Joe called me at, when he left to go golfing because he, or no. I didn't go golfing. That's right. That wasn't yesterday you went golfing. But yes, he said, I called you yesterday. John's wrong. They're on right now. What? 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 Because they're starting well, at two. You said they had a night game yesterday. They did not. No, I said they started at three. And they started at two. Oh, I must have been looking at Eastern time then. Whatever. The worst deal is you have you're, you have an off day between L.A. and Anaheim. They took the bus. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, plus then if they played at three, it was like a getaway day. So what was the point of that if they're Boy, playing in Anaheim? I got news for you. If I was a professional ball player, that's where I'd want my off day. You know, there's a disconnect here. What's that? baseball well you if you again this goes back to if if you only get your information from the news you would think california is essentially uninhabitable is that right i mean if you just go by the news okay if it isn't some sort of natural catastrophe flood fire snow then it's some sort of ideological catastrophe and on and on and on and on Look at the crowds for the Dodgers game. The, the disconnect is some dad grabbed his kids and his wife and went to the Dodgers game. But how does that? They got 50,000 people there. Why does that mean that L.A. is not a complete dumpster fire? Well, the disconnect mm-hmm. is you think it's a complete dumpster fire, but apparently it isn't. Mary Hart was at those games, sitting hmm. behind all of us. If you think it game. was a complete dumpster fire, you wouldn't be able to go to the game. Well, Earth um, is poised to hit heat danger okay. by 2028. The always available Seth Borenstein. As soon as I saw who wrote it, that's exactly what went through my mind yeah. when you say that. I don't think I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I, I throw it. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. What I'm saying is what I said. We've always said if you could go off and spend two weeks unexposed to a newspaper or a television or a radio, you'd think life was pretty good. If we do that, you will kick our jewels right up to our throat. You would be so pissed. You get mad when I tell you I don't read the paper on the weekend. You're, this somehow has really gotten off track. Yeah, yeah I understand, Joe. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. yeah, I get you too. But I, even if I did that, I wouldn't tell you. But I think what he's saying is. I, I, I think I, I know what he's saying. <laughs> I, I think, think I'm. I'm playing, it has you know nothing to do with I'm us, playing, Kenny. I'm playing John I today. Ah! That's what I'm doing. Oh, I see. Now you're going to pick on me too. You can, you got me right now, but I got you. Uh, Joe, I can tell you from somebody who used to live in L.A. up until January that uh, it's just pockets of area that are, are he would call bad. I mean, right. he got around just fine all over L.A. and all over the suburbs without any problems. But then you'd run into two blocks where there was, you know, 400 homeless people and drug deals and that kind of stuff. And it's so expensive to live there, but I don't know, 45,000 people a night managed to buy Dodgers tickets. In a city of well, I, 5 I million know, people. I, I know. I said there's a disconnect. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. What you says to the pirate. What I says to the pirate, I says, you know, 
I got you. You know, you the twins didn't ride the bus. But if they did, <laughs> they did. They'd take that suburban Southwest uh, deal. I was behind the Southwest bus today. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Oh, <laughs> GLers, it's Thursday. Right. Joe, you seem Me. a little agitated at this point. Not Yesterday really. morning on Twitter, somebody <laughs> tried to engage me in a war regarding the need for a heavy rail transit service from 94 down to Milwaukee. I had posted some pictures or something of the gridlock in the East Metro, and this person came back and said, well, what we need is blah, 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 blah. And I just responded by going, nah. And then <laughs> that, that, that little fire under them, and they sent another one off, and I just ignored that. But it was really funny. I remember, um, Kenny. I think Angie might have taken a swing at uh, him or her, whoever it was. You, a couple, I think it was a couple, I think we were still on the radio, and some guy was just going off on, on you because of traffic congestion. And you just on said, the weekend? Sir. I am yeah. a traffic reporter. Yeah, I'm not Mendot. <laughs> I'm not Mendot. <laughs> well, yeah. how come the tunnel's closed? You know, I thought, why is he getting mad at Kenny? It's not Kenny's yeah. fault. <clears throat> Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Uh, Johnny Proturf. Proturf. And Ruck. We'll get to... Um... Oh, shoot. I forgot to record that. That's okay. I can do it later. It's probably under replies. I got to see if I can find that. I'm looking for it right now. <laughs> oh, so I my tweet was, gridlock of biblical proportions, westbound 94, Hudson to Lake Elmo. And uh, this person, let's lay some passenger light rail line <laughs> right there to save these folks from this nightmare. And I responded, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they responded, no, 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 you're way off base. I'm talking Northern Lights Express, heavy rail, not light rail. Nah. <laughs> nah. Not, nah. Well, the potholes got filled yesterday. I don't have to put up my sign. Oh, really? man. Yeah. Think they listened? You know where Fenlands live on Edgecombe? Yeah. Right in front of their house was a cavern. Oh, I did, I did drive that. Uh... The other day, I did see that. Thank God everything is okay in your world. <laughs> because your world is the omni-center of everybody's world. Why do you humor him? I didn't no, don't say well, Don't humor him. Well, I humor him because, well, he's kind of saying the truth, Joe. <laughs> Joe, your Because bubble, I mentioned a pothole Joe, got filled? your bubble is the culture. Your bubble. <laughs> Joe's not amused. Yeah, Joe's not amused. Did I mention a pothole got filled? I guess. That's indicative of my orbit? Yes. Uh, You know what? They didn't fill mine, damn it. (laughs) I still got about six of them in front of my house. I don't own the bleeping thing personally. You got a right today. Let's go here. Come on. Yeah, what do you think this is? What are you waiting for? Dang it. Are you ready there, Wilbur? I didn't mean to hurt. It's like talking to your wife sometimes, huh? All of a sudden they just get kind of like this after you. As a matter of fact, that was just talking to your wife. Chris, why can't you be that funny on the podcast? Yeah. Oh, hi, Rook. Hi, Johnny Cake Ridge Road. How are you? 
Joe, we're rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1080, May 18th, 2023. 93 degrees on this day in 2012. And 27 degrees was the low on this day. And that was back in 1915. I guarantee you kids were swimming today in 2012 with those uh, products from Aquaside having kept their beach free of weeds and algae and crud. Aquaside's a White Bear Lake Company. Their products have been keeping lake shores free of muck for more than 60 years. Your place will look great all summer long with these products. They're easy to use. They work quickly, and they're very safe. They're registered with the EPA and DNR. There's no need. No need? No need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. Call Aquaside. Tell them what you're looking at. Go down to the dock with your cell phone. Stand there and say, this is what I got. Mm -hmm. What is this stuff? Mm -hmm. They'll identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquasite at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquasite.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Hi. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop. John Height in the newsroom. And of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. Remember the text I sent you this morning? No, you didn't oh. send me a text. I, I thought it. I did. Oh, I thought it, I said is it to Walter the group. Hudson joining us? Yeah, he is. I said I would call him right at noon, and I forgot you wanted to start early because it's Thursday, so I'll call him in a minute or two. Yeah, you don't have to include me on in those texts. Well, you know I'm going to leave the conversation anyway. Well, I just figured you'd want yeah, to know. Yeah, I, I don't need to be included. Sorry, sorry. Bill Stein notes, uh, here is proof positive that the failed academy goes back at least 52 years. Is rhubarb a legume? Joe Suchere on Monday Night Sports Talk, May 15th, 2023. Rhubarb, a legume, legume. I don't know what the hell a rhubarb is, but there was a big piece about rhubarb pies today in the Star Tribune. Saw that. Does anyone know what a bleeping rhubarb is, or are you just going to sit there and look with that blank stare? It's a fleshy, edible stock of species <laughs> and hybrids of room <laughs> in the polynagaceae, which are cooked and used for food. Uh, it's a herbaceous perennial that grows from short, <laughs> thick rhizomes. Um, it does not say if it's a legume or not. They're kind of gross. I'm not down with that. No, it's rhubarb pie is fabulous. No, here's where you're wrong, Matthew. Just wrong. Ma uh, Ma Amanda writes, I'm begging you to give a happy birthday wish to Jerry in Zombroda. Nope. It is his 60. I'm sorry. It is his 76th birthday today. Wow. He has been suffering with Parkinson's for years and is now in hospice. I'm a caregiver for him, and I can't tell you how thankful I am to see him smile, laugh, and comment on your show. This part confuses me. He waits all day for 2.10 p.m. That's probably when it posts. Oh, that's when Reavers drops it okay. or lets it go. Or he wears proudly it. many of your T-shirts. A quick shout-out would make his day. Thanks for reading and begging to say happy birthday, Jerry. How old no, is Jerry? How we old don't is do that. Jerry, you know How better. Old? We can't. 76. Come on. Oh, that's we don't bad. do that. 76 yeah. we don't do it. Jerry, happy birthday, just... Jerry. Walter yeah. Hudson. Hello, Walter. 
Hey, how are you? We've been waiting a long time to speak with you, and I'll ask you what we asked uh, uh, Harry Niske yesterday. What the hell is going on? Well, what's going on is you have a Democrat trifecta that is drunk with power. Um, they understand how politics works. They understand that it's not about reason. It's not about debate. It's not about fact. It's not about truth. It's about who has the votes and the ability to do whatever you want with that power. And as Harry said when he was with you yesterday, they're rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies, and you're their enemy. Walter, you had an interesting uh, video, and you broke it down segment by segment of Lee Finke speaking before the legislature. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, so Representative Lee Finke was the author of a bill called the Take Pride Act, um, which had the effect of striking language from law, which excluded um, the, the exact language, something like the physical or sexual attachment to a child by an adult as consideration of the sexual orientation. And that raised some eyebrows, because why would you want to do that? What possible purpose could you have? Um, and no real good explanation has been given. The, the best summary of what the concern is, is that it, it creates a harmful trope, that's the term they're using, um, that somehow hurts LGBT people by implying that there's some connection between pedophilia and their sexual orientation. Now, the problems with that are, no, it doesn't. Like, it, it doesn't do that at all. Um, if you actually look at the context of the language, it's, it's a definition of sexual orientation. So, and you guys pointed this out yesterday. The definition of sexual orientation is an emotional, physical, or sexual attachment to a person. And last time I checked, person was inclusive of children. Like, children are people. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that language, if that okay. goes on to specify, hey, by the way, we're not talking about kids, then you're talking about kids. Mm -hmm. uh, will that language appear anywhere else? Well, that was the point of the NISCA amendment, was to put it into another subsection of the same chapter of law um, and to call it to, to specify that it's not going to be considered a protected class rather than sexual orientation. And that was an effort to kind of placate uh, the, the queer caucus, which that's what they call themselves. It's not me calling them names. They call themselves the queer caucus. That was an effort to placate them and say, uh, we're not going to um, use the sexual orientation language, but we're still going to protect kids. And 126 to zero, Every representative that was on the floor that day and voted, voted for that language, but then they turned around and changed their mind. They, don't, they not only changed their mind in the conference committee, but they turned around on the House floor this past weekend and argued against their own vote, saying that we shouldn't have this language in law because it, it perpetuates this harmful trope and it's somehow hurtful to the LGBT community to say we're not going to protect pedophiles. How, how do we even rank the ridiculousness of having to even discuss this? <laughs> it's just amazing that this has to be an issue. It, 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 most rational, not most, all, ra all rational people would just assume this would never become an issue. Right. Well, and it's, it's funny you should say that because they are actually leaning into that as a defense of their own behavior. They're saying, you know, why would we even need to specify this in law? Isn't it just common sense that we're not going to regard 
pedophilia as a protected class. Yeah, it, it's common sense. But here's the problem. When you're dealing with the law, common sense is not a legal precedent. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my kid is about to turn 15 years old. When he was born, we had a president who had campaigned on traditional marriage. That was 2008 Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. 14, 15 years later, we have a transgender state representative who introduced, passed, and had signed into law a bill which cancels the parental rights of citizens of the United States who live outside Minnesota so that their kids can be brought here and poisoned and mutilated in order to affirm a lie. Mm-hmm. Times have changed. You know, the, the, the idea of the slippery slope argument being a fallacy, no, it's an observation. We've seen it. In my child's lifetime, I have seen the slippery slope take effect. So these things matter. When you pull a guardrail out of the law that paves the way to some future court decision or legislative act that would recognize pedophilia as a protected class, you better believe that's what's coming down the line at some point, because this is what we have observed. First, they remove the guardrails, then they move forward with their agenda. Walter, what changed over the weekend? Uh, what what made them change their minds, do the uh, about face? What was the argument that was brought up to make uh, all these Democrats turn around? I don't understand it. Well, sorry, you're breaking up a little bit there, but um, the we can only speculate, right? Because as the minority, we're in the dark as much as you are. We're not included in these backroom discussions where they decide what they're going to do with the power that they have. Um, But one can make certain assumptions, right? So like I said, the NISCA amendment passed 126 to zero, which indicates that that was the caucus's position. They they agreed to that language and they would have been fine with it. Um, One can speculate that the queer caucus objected in retrospect. They decided that that wasn't something that they wanted to go with. And by the way, that's a bicameral caucus. So it doesn't just include members of the House, it includes members of the Senate. And as you know, the Senate only has a one-member majority. Did it include any Democrats, the 126 to nothing vote? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Every Democrat Mm -hmm. on the the House floor voted for it. Um, There might have been a couple who abstained. I don't don't have that off the top of my head. Um, But my point here is is that in the the Senate, the Democrats have a one-member majority, and they have members of the Queer Caucus, including, uh, I believe, Aaron May Quaid. And the scuttlebutt, the rumor is that Aaron May Quaid was threatening to um, hold up legislative progress here in these final days of the session unless that language was taken out. Now, that's a rumor. That's speculation. I have no proof of that. But it's certainly plausible. Of how, how do you go from you've struck a deal and every single Democrat in the House has voted vote for it to we're going to take this language out and then argue against our own vote a couple of days later on the House floor? Yeah. Indeed. Has the trifecta created a situation that will be impossible to correct? I'm talking the overall. Oh, who, come come next election, you mean? Yeah. yeah okay. Can any of these, they've ruined everything as far as I'm concerned, financially, <laughs> culturally, ideologically. Can any, can this be fixed? Well, anything can be fixed. Um, you know, we, we rebuilt after World War II, right? I mean, you can, you can come back from just about anything, mm-hmm. um, but it's going, to take, it's going to take determination, it's going to take conviction, uh, and it's going to take a whole lot of fighting, and it's going to take years at this point. I mean, 2022 was an inflection point where the state of Minnesota decided what direction they were going to go, and they decided to tilt 
full left. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's no getting away from the consequence of that decision, the consequence of that election. Even if we prevail in 2024, which I hope and believe we will, um, all that will we that will have been accomplished at that point is it'll be like putting a tourniquet around the wound. We'll mm. we'll stop the bleeding by being a uh, a a speed bump in the agenda. In order to really make the difference that needs to be made, uh, and to turn this thing around, we need to take both the House and the Senate, and ideally the governor's office as well. And that's going to take till at least 2026. Um, but I think we need systemic changes. So you know, you've got a 40 percent increase in the state budget. Um, you know, you've got a 17.5 billion dollar surplus, and they're raising taxes 10 billion dollars on top of that. The only way you ever get that back under control, I believe, is through constitutional restraints. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the bills that I have is put a, a ballot question um, on the ballot uh, where we would go to the voters in Minnesota and say, "Hey, do you think?" It might be reasonable if we said we're only going to spend five and a third percent of the state's personal income on state government, which seems pretty reasonable to me. You're basically saying we're going to cap the amount of money that we spend on state government. Mm -hmm. And what that would do if that took effect is it would immediately require meaningful, substantive cuts to the state budget. It would force us to do things which everybody down here says they do but never does, choose priorities. Pick what it is that we're here to do and do those things well and leave the rest on the cutting room floor. Walter, you're in your first term, District 30A, uh, the northwest extremity of the metro area. Would that be a good way to describe it? Albertville. Albertville. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and and Walter, would, like Harry, you're a, you're in for the first time. Are are you? Did you know what you were in for? Did you realize it was going to be this much of a folly? No. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, everybody, the assumption, and even the Democrats, if you get them honest, you know, after a couple of drinks, they'll admit, um, <laughs> they didn't expect, they didn't expect this, that they were going to have trifecta control. Uh, they expected to be in the minority, and they deserved to be in the minority. I mean, look at the economic uh, situation that we had in 2022, um, and the Biden economy and all of that, the, the, the wall of lockdowns and the effect on our children, um, the stunting of their growth physically, emotionally, psychologically, as a result of those lockdowns. Walls deserve to lose. The Democrats deserve to be in the minority. The fact that they won is just astonishing. Um, I mean, it, it almost rises to the point of, like, Rowan's one judgment. Uh, you have to kind of wonder, like, how is it even possible? Um, so, no, I didn't know what I was getting into. But, you know, I believe that when you're put in positions, you're put there by Providence, and we were put here for a time such as this. I asked Niska the same thing. Are you going to run again? Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I accused him know. of being crazy, but then I also said, God bless you. <laughs> okay, then right. I have I have the real question, Such. Yeah. If asked, Walter, will you run for governorship? You know, I keep getting asked that question, and the fact of the matter is that it's just not something that I'm considering at this time because I've got uh, I've got this task in front of me, and I really do feel as though you need to bloom where you're planted. And there's so much work to do here in the legislature that that's where my focus is right now. All right. Walter, All right. one of the things that we continue to ask on this show, whether there's a guest on or not, is, you know, why? What's the end game here? When you sit and talk to uh, Democratic uh, vote or de- Democratic leaders here independently, do you sometimes ask what's going on here? Why are you guys all falling in line with this line of thinking? And do you realize the damage that's being done? Do you get any of those one-on-one conversations? 
Um, no, you know, I've had a couple of conversations that have come close to that, but, and all I can tell you is that these folks are true believers. They actually believe, um, the things that they say now, not necessarily like the details. They definitely can be squirrely and misleading regarding the details of what it is that they're doing when it becomes politically inconvenient to tell the truth. But in terms of like the overall ideological narrative, they truly believe that they can make the world a better place not through production and virtue, but through redistribution and grievance. They think that the fundamental problem, and and it's reflected in things like public safety and certainly economics, they think the fundamental problem with our society is that there are people who have too much who are not sharing with the rest of us. Hmm. So they, they look at a criminal, they look at somebody who carjacks, for instance, and the first question they ask is, what happened to that poor carjacker to make them do that? You know, how, how have we not served that carjacker, how was he undereducated, underprovided for, underhoused, oh, they should look in the mirror. Right? Yeah, it's um, democratic that's policies. That's the way I look at things. Yeah. Boy, that makes there, me mad. If you look at it purely through an American lens, a traditional American lens, they're financially not only stupid, but terribly irresponsible. Yeah. You're creating a situation where it's going to be virtually impossible to continue to raise the amounts of money that are going to be required to sustain what they've created just in this session. You've yeah, squirrel, you've, you've squandered an, an $18 billion surplus that has to be replicated every two years now. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. I mean, the, the state budget forecast going into this session before any of these crazy policies predicted that we were going to see flat revenue moving forward, meaning that it wasn't going to get any better than this. And yet, in spite of that, not only are they spending the nest egg that they have, most of which is one-time money, but they're increasing the budget by 40%. I mean, this would be like if you're, if you're living check to check on, let's say, a, a $40,000 income, and you've been spending all of your money, that's what check to check means. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and then you decide to take on extra 40% more expenses going into the next year. Mm -hmm. It's entirely predictable what's going to happen. And yet you just move forward with it anyway, because you think life's been unfair. Yeah. 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 What you said, they get squirrely with the uh, details because it could become politically inconvenient for them. What in God's name do you think are the details of this so-called bias registry? Yeah. So (laughs) I think what that's all about, and if you have to really drill down, and we've done that in committee, and we've done that on the House floor to get them to admit what it is that they're trying to do. They, they say that they're trying to stop hate. In fact, I think that's what the bill, the original bill is called. It's a stop hate bill. So that's their objective, um, which raises questions of like, what is hate and how are you going to stop it? And how does creating this registry accomplish that? And the closest thing to a detail you can get is they'll say, well, we just want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a direct quote off the floor. We just want to know what's going on. We want to be able to track trends. We want to be able to see where there's problems and hot spots. So all of that, to me, what that adds up to is something that looks like kind of a municipal social credit score, mm-hmm. where instead of you wearing the scarlet letter that you're a racist, a bigot, a transphobe, whatever, we're going to put that letter on your entire community. We're going to say that, you know, the city of such and such has been identified as a hotspot of hate. Um, and what, where you go from there, who knows? Maybe they use that information to determine 
uh, funding decisions as to where they're going to focus bonding money in the future or transportation funding. Um, you know, maybe they use that in, in coupling with their equity statistical calculations of disparity to determine that uh, a certain school district needs to be funded less than another um, due to social justice, to diversity, equity, and inclusion guidelines. I mean, the, the, cap, the sky really is the limit, and that's the problem. It's, it's kind of going back to the take pride in the pedophile language. When you don't put guardrails in the law to say this is what we're not doing mm-hmm. and this is what you can't do, mm-hmm. then it leaves things open for the government to do whatever it wants in the future. That's why we have a Bill of Rights. Stop that. Uh, will you will you be done with this session tomorrow, do you think? No, no not a chance. Well, because um, Melissa Horman's got to get to a uh, school reunion. <laughs> well, I, I have a feeling... I have a feeling she's going to figure out how to have her cake and eat it too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Walsh has come out and and said that you know this is all really exhausting for folks and we really ought to have a day off. Um, as as convinced as I am that Tim Walsh has my well being and uh, rest <laughs> and relaxation in mind, that sounds an awful lot like he's running cover for his speaker to go and take care of her business at Harvard. Uh-huh. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Wow. Well, we reserve the right to force you to run for governor at some point in your life, okay, just so you know that. Either well, you or I'll Kendall. You, but before you guys let me go, I just want to make sure that I state that um, the mayor of Garage Logic here, Joe Sousere, played a significant role in me being where I'm at because when I was a high schooler back in the, the late 90s, I was listening to you as well as that great lineup on, on the station that shall not be named, you know, Babs Carlson and yeah. Jason Lewis and all those guys. And uh, you planted the ideological seeds that bloomed into where I'm at now. Well, thank you and best of luck. And now that we finally reach you, let's stay in touch. Sounds good. All right. Thank you, Walter. Thanks, Walter. See you, Gov. House of Representative (laughs) District 30A. I don't know. He might be more effective in the House. Yeah. uh, True. He's really, really good. Again, another you know, a normal. I'd probably be on the bias registry for using the word normal. (laughs) But a married man with two children, uh, Niska, yeah, a married a guy interest. with three children, and uh, you are being governed by people uh, in large measure who don't have kids. You know, I sure hope that Hortman saved up a couple extra bucks if she's driving to that class reunion. Well, now, he mentioned Harvard. Is she Harvard, a Harvard yeah. grad? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, that's where she's I bet going. that's where she's going. Or maybe Blaine High School is holding their reunion at Harvard. I got a note today from a woman who heard the uh, heard the precision garage door of the Twin Cities ad. Oh. She heard it on KSTP, and she didn't act quick enough. It's not a podcast, so you couldn't repeat it. Right. But she wanted the number because she heard about precision garage door offering a 25-point safety inspection for your opener and the springs, the rollers, the door. It's a, it's an $85 value. They're not trying to sell you anything. I know that for a fact. I've met with these people. They're my new garage door people, believe me. And, uh, yeah, lady, if, if you're listening, it's Precision Garage Door. They don't charge more for weekend visits. They respond 24-7. They uh, want to fix it right the first time and leave you alone. They don't want to have to keep coming back. They'll replace your door if that's needed. They do anything involving the garage doors and they fix it correctly. So uh, consider them.
Precision Garage Door, and that they got that annual. Make it an annual. I'm going to a 25 point safety inspection because you know what's really bad. Hmm. Going out there when it's 22 below See you on and that. she's busted. Call the guys. You got to have them do that inspection. Go to precisiondoormn.com. That's precisiondoormn.com. Ollie Sai and Philosophy, Boston University. Uh, her JD from the University of Minnesota and her MPA from Harvard. MPA, a uh, master's in public administration. Okay. You can't flunk that. Harvard Kennedy School. Well, she's she's a f- failed academy stalwart. Uh, I'll give you my take on pedophilia and hope to God it's the last time it has to come up <laughs> until it becomes normalized. I think Walter, uh, Walt, Walters, you know he's running for something bigger soon and, and has planned to. You you know that. I don't I mean, know that. Oh, come on. Look at his Twitter account. And I have nothing against I, Walter. I, I, I agree I, with him 90% I, of the time. I don't look at his Twitter account. That's the point. Yeah, I, well. I don't follow Twitter. Oh, I if he does, I'm I'm behind him. I like I like his. Stuff. Yeah, I agree with ninety percent. All the state stuff, I agree completely with him. There's a few things, obviously, I disagree nationally with. Him, sure, but uh, but that's just it. You're never none you're of never us gonna are going to find a perfect candidate, right? Unless it's me. Unless I decide to run, then you're going to be on board. You're right. right. I, I, I have, have no, no problems uh, not voting for I you, have Chris. No objections at all. I couldn't come up with one thing. Uh, I can't. Sorry. January 6th. Mike, That's my uh, main one. Mike, Mike did it. mention, Joe. Yeah, Reavers is not a January 6th. With people oh, I thought you were talking about Walter, not no. Reavers. No. <laughs> uh, Mike did bring up, uh, you know, I keep getting bugged by this guy to run for office. <laughs> what now? Mike Fratelloni. Yeah. I do a show with him. Right. His family owns a chain of hardware stores. Yeah. On the show, he says, "Yeah, I keep getting bugged by a guy to run for me? office." Yeah, yeah. He didn't mention you by name, but he <laughs> me, said, <laughs> me. It was fu- it was very funny. The current mayor of South St. Paul is Jimmy Francis. Correct. Yes. He'd be an excellent mayor of St. Paul, but he'd have to move to St. Paul only if he wore the box the clown outfit every day in mm-hmm. office. Right. I and then I would vote for him. I'd move to St. Paul. And you could wear him. the box, the clown outfit. It would no, be no different from what's happening now. Yeah, I was going to say there's plenty of ones that could be box the clown at the moment. Yeah. Jimmy did do a video in favor of uh, No Mo May, which kind of surprised me. Well, saw, science saw says it's uh, all BS. We discussed that on the yeah. Weekly Scramble. Mike says, do not do that. It's, it's uh, science. Because the weeds are going to take hold. They're going to get strong roots. Plus, do you know why I'm not going to do Euphorians love it because it gives them an excuse not to do anything. Right. But my grass grows so well with ProTurf that I have to cut my grass. You have to cut it. Exactly. Yes. Let's go here. You ready? Yeah. Kenny, you ready? Yeah. Yes, sir. Rolling. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Tri-State Bobcat in Little Canada, Hudson, Burnsville, and soon to be St. Croix Falls. They've got a couple of uh, Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn mowers on sale that you should check into. The Toro 54-incher, the Time Cutter, that's with the MyRide suspension. 
4899 Okay, right away, we're going to slash $200 off of that. that that's, that's the Toro rebate. Then Tri-State comes in and says, nope, that's not good enough. Another $200 off. Final price, $42.99. Dang good price. Dang good mower. Now listen to this one. The 50-inch time cutter, $38.99. Already a killer price. Minus the $100 instant rebate for a final price of $37.99 leaves you waiting. I know what you're thinking. I want more, Kenny. Give me more. I'm going to give you more. That price Whoa. includes you, includes for you a Tri-State Bobcat special five-year warranty and Toro Total Care warranty extension of $460 value. And that Total Care uh, coverage allows for pickup and delivery within 25 uh, miles, and that's on riding products, and then up to a 30% reimbursement on covered maintenance items from Toro. So to sum it up, you're getting a pretty dang good deal from our folks at Tri-State. They've got the Metro covered, Burnsville, Little Canada, Hudson. Tri-State has Owatonna covered, Mankeys. And look for Tri-State Bobcat opening very soon on Highway 8 in St. Croix Falls. You can see everything they have at tristatebobcat.com. Never in my wildest dreams or imagination did I think that pedophilia would ever have to be a topic. And I'd, I'd like to... Uh, try my best to have this be the last occasion of it being a topic. Uh, but I've got a note from Kendall in Duluth, who's a gay conservative. Okay. Who is pushing back. Oh, you must be lonely. Well, yeah. Especially in Duluth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in yesterday's podcast, you were wondering, what is the end game? of the normalization of pedophilia, or if, in fact, normalization of pedophilia could be. I think I know. It robs children of their innocence, the innocence which encourages creativity, dreaming, the belief that they can accomplish anything. Pedophilia robs them of that sense of wonder and power that turns them instead into victims, victims who are insecure and feel less than, thus easier to control by the new state and lull into complacency and dependence, brainwashing. Don't think that Drag Queen Story Hour isn't intertwined in this insidious plot. Like most everything else the extreme left is doing, it undermines it undermines traditional family values. CRT attempts the same thing on the educational level. I know this sounds hyperbolic and conspiratorial, but in reality, what other explanation makes sense? Kendall and Duluth. That is really dark. Yeah. That's really dark. Mm, got a good point, though. <sighs> Well, uh, well, on that, though, I, mean, I mentioned this to you before the show, and I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this. Anything that these idiots come up with, I'm just automatically going to be against, and I don't know how you could think otherwise. <laughs> how, how can you not be dark what, or have, what? you know what I mean? Did you guys previously to this coming out, I don't know, a month or so ago, had you ever considered that the sex with a kid thing was a Gay thing? No, never no, I did once. Not. I, did I, not. I never no. put the two and two together, but now they have managed to do that, and they're just shooting themselves in the feet. Is what they're doing. The Star Tribune rushed to the defense of the DFL. Shocker, of course, uh, by claiming uh, GOP lawmakers leveled a heavy accusation at the DFL majority during a public safety debate in recent days, accusing them of protecting pedophiles. 
Yeah. Okay. A disproportionate amount of debate in the House and Senate over the 500 plus page 3.5 billion public safety bill focused on the removal of one sentence from the state's Human Rights Act. Sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. So right off the bat, in the first two paragraphs of this Rochelle Olson piece in the Star Tribune, we're to understand that, come on, you people, this was one sentence. One sentence. What are you getting so riled up about? Then we get to Harry Niska of Ramsey said some may now interpret the uh, Human Rights Act to deem pedophilia as a protected class in Minnesota, which would protect them from being denied employment, housing, education, and more. Uh, Jess Braverman, legal director for Gender Justice, a St. Paul nonprofit that has advocated for the change called the GOP complaints, manufactured outrage. Hmm. To protect pedophiles in the HRA, the legislature would have to specifically add them as a class, Braverman said. Mike Steenson, professor of law at Mitchell Hamlin School of Law, agreed with Braverman. This does not create a broad-based protection for those who prey on minors. All right. The Minnesota Human Rights Act prohibits discrimination based on race, religion, disability, national origin, sex, marital status, familial status, age, sexual orientation, and gender identity. As for the potential for Minnesota judges to find that by removing that language, the legislature's intent was to protect pedophiles, Steenson said, I can't imagine any court would interpret this way. Uh, fair enough. Earlier this session, Niska, a lawyer, added language to the bill that read the physical or sexual attraction to children by an adult is not a protected class under this chapter. But that sentence was removed from the bill during House Senate conference committee negotiations that wasn't in the final version of the bill sent to Walls. Niska accused Democrats of putting politics ahead of kids and wearing ideological blinders instead of doing what's right. Braverman and Steenson noted that Minnesota statutes already criminalize adult sexual relationships with minors. Pedophilia falls into a number of categories of criminal conduct, and that's not changing, Braverman said. Uh, and Steenson said it was hard to envision a scenario in which an adult in a sexual relationship with a minor could make a claim of discrimination. I can't imagine what the argument would be if a pedophile walked into a restaurant with a 14-year-old partner and then was refused service, he said. Okay, I agree. Braverman, Steenson, I agree. I agree that that's true today. Okay. Today. That's true today. What happens tomorrow? And I'll give you my speech. Okay. All right. Uh, I do believe that there could be the plausibility that the language was removed, and I'm really being charitable here, there is plausibility that the language re was removed or it's, it's, uh, the advocates for its removal wished it to be removed because they thought it unfair to attach pedophilia to their gender issues. You follow that? Yes, in a weird way. They they think why why are you why are you including in this human rights paragraph 
the idea that pedophiles should not be a protected class. Uh, we, the, you know, by extension, they might be saying, we agree with you that pedophiles shouldn't be at a, a protected class. Therefore, we think the language it, placing it with these other areas of uh, protected class should not be there. All right. Okay. All right. But I said, that's today. I mean, 10 years ago, did you think you'd have some burly guy with really bad pink hair uh, wearing a frock and calling himself Lee Finky in the legislature? No way, Jose. Right. No, well, just, just leading rock bands at that point. Right, right. <laughs> uh, now, I uh, sense. Well, wait a minute now. Take uh, Susan Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Susan Kimberly was uh, at the forefront of this. However, 20 Susan, years ago, Susan right? Kimberly has done this with class and not uh, tried to attract attention and try to uh, make it a personal uh, goal in her life to get in your face. Nor do I believe that Susan is a pedophile. Absolutely, absolutely not. What, what I'm talking about is the the trans, the, the switchover. The, the people that are switching over now are demanding attention. And I got want... you. I got you, Buckaroo. Okay. I got you, Buckaroo. Thanks, bud. Uh, I got your back. Got her. <sighs> Figured it out. I, I, without looking for it, I came across two stories today that reinforce my belief that as a movement, there are proponents of the idea intending to normalize pedophilia. That's I, I so will true. not say that your current legislators in this in the in Minnesota intend to do that. I'm not saying Lee Finke intends to do that. I am saying that given the explosion of genders, for example, LGBTQI plus three, right. four, five, six, uh, that which we never thought we'd see 20 years ago, right. 10 years ago. I do believe, as, as dreadful as it may be, that in order to justify this peculiarity, there would be a segment of the gender, I'll call them the gender-confused community who would wish to see pedophilia normalized. Now, without looking today, I stumbled across a couple of pieces that help corroborate my intuition. Okay. Here's a piece out of Washington. It was published in the Washington Post, the Daily Mail, numerous sites in the Seattle area. A Washington official blew up at a fellow board member who objected to a sex offender joining their committee, saying she was glad the convicted pedophile was nominated for the role. Shaney Colston the co-chair for the King County Regional Homelessness Authority Continuum of Care Advisory. Boy, that's a title. Wow. That's a, that card is full. Presided over a Zoom call on May 3, where the group voted to approve prospective board members. 
<coughs> excuse me, perfect health. Well, I got run out of air there on that job title. Yes, sir. Prospective board members, including 38-year-old Thomas Whitaker-Raven Crowfoot, Christina Sawicki, a board member and sexual assault survivor, raised concern with Whitaker's nomination as she has had experience with him in the past. We have a code of ethics on this board, and Thomas Whitaker-Raven Crowfoot is a sex offender, repeat sex offender, and I've had a bad experience with him, Sawicki, a military veteran, said. Colston defended Whitaker while condemning Sawicki during a tense and fiery outburst in front of the group. We can't disclose these people's personal business here. Although that's public disclosure, we have no right to out anybody in this space, Colston said. That's just not okay. I won't stand for that as a co-chair. We're not here to discover people's backgrounds. Just think of the implications of that statement. And I'm actually glad that this is the case that he's here because sex offenders are another population that are most vulnerable and don't have housing. Wow. People do change. Children's do, do, do learn. learn. <laughs> Children's do learn. In 2012, Whitaker was convicted of communicating with a minor for immoral purposes, according to the Kings County Sheriff's Office. He was also convicted of harboring a minor, a 13-year-old who he had a sexual relationship with Jeez. and was charged with raping a minor in 2010. So Wiki later alleged Whitaker touched me and said she would not be able to attend any board meetings if he were in attendance. Other board members interjected in the tense exchange between Sawicki and Colston, suggesting the former, meaning Sawicki, needs to take this to the police. This is not the forum. As the co-chair, I'm telling you that you cannot talk like that in this meeting. I will not have that here. If anyone wants to talk like that, you will be muted, bias registry, mm -hmm. and removed from this board meeting, Col board meeting, Colston said. This is about equity. Okay, okay. Uh, folks, I can just I'm just telling you what I find. This is about equity and everyone, everyone capitalized deserves housing. I don't care if they're a sex offender. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they're indigenous. I don't care if they're a criminal. I don't care if they're coming out of jail or prison. Everyone deserves housing. When we talk about a code of ethics at the uh, that long winded thing, I told you, we will be respectful of all people, including I think it's justified for me to conclude pedophiles wow. and you wonder why we are in so much no trouble. you wonder why i come up with this intuitive dread that not today this not is today, just step one and i'm not naming yeah. any minnesota legislator today pedophilia is a crime in the state of minnesota i'm merely suggesting and it may very well be plausible that the likes of Lee Finke did not want that language sullying, sullying her movement. Okay. Okay. I am merely suggesting to you that there will be an active, dynamic component of the gender community. Ah. You can foghorn that. All right. Badly. If it's not already underway, and apparently it is, I can find you British stories of this, uh, and I wasn't looking for them. I contend that uh, even in my lifetime, your lifetime, which is going to be a hell of a lot shorter than your lifetime, uh, we will see a push 
uh, and an insistence that such uh, an affection should be considered a, uh, a natural state of being for that particular person. Wow. The, the part two that we discovered yesterday via Walter's video, it should be the most troubling and should back you up even more. The fact that this was even put together by an outside agency, doesn't that pretty much tell you everything you need to know? Yeah, I don't know what motivates Lucero, the head of the Human Rights Association. Uh, what I'm suggesting to you is that uh, it's an elephant in the room now. It's out in the open. It's there. And I'm perfectly willing to uh, agree that today it's a crime. Today it's a crime. I, beyond that, I, I say all bets are off. Mm -hmm. All bets are off. Fun. I don't think we'll get there. Okay. And I hope to God you're right. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I should restate that. I hope we don't get there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, everything else is so bleak. I can't blame you for thinking those dark thoughts. That's the problem. I wish I could come down really hard against you, yeah. but everything else uh, stinks so bad right now that yeah. I, I, I can easily see how you got to where you're at. <clears throat> uh, Mueller Memorial. I've heard of them. They're family-owned. They've been helping families in this area for more than 75 years with really, really difficult decisions, the loss of a loved one, and the ceremony to celebrate the life of that loved one. I know Scott Mueller. He's a friend of mine. Uh, they take care of really difficult details in a way that puts you at ease. I've been through it. That, that's a true statement. They bring families together. Uh, it's not fun. It's not an enjoyable experience, but it's part of the circle of life. And when you know what's involved and you understand it, it becomes less overwhelming and frightening like every other problem in life. Once you face it and you understand it and you discuss it with people who know, it becomes less overwhelming and less frightening. Uh, Scott has set up a special page on their website uh, to get his book, What to Know Before You Go. It's free. I hope there are copies left. It's been going like gangbusters. It's uh, it's popular. Uh, people want to know what they're facing. Go to MuellerMemorial.com slash GL to request that book while supplies last. It answers all the questions you might have about planning funeral or cremation services. Uh, these are great people. They've been great people in serving this community uh, for more than 75 years, that covers three generations. MuellerMemorial.com. <clears throat> yeah, I hate to be right. It's tough sometimes. I don't have a doubt in my mind. Not a doubt. I like Kenny's theory. I think mostly we got to worry about the priests. <laughs> oh, but you can't uh, go ahead and worry about them. You'd be entirely justified. Uh, uh, to steal Royce's line, though, you can't swing a dead cat without running into a story about one involved with the school district. One, one what? This is the loneliest a, ca a case like what Joe was one, just mentioning. Kenny left. 
but you know why? Why are why are we doing this? What the hell? Uh, it spills over uh, from something Walter said. It spills over. The financially, they think life isn't fair. And they also think having to adhere to the rules established by what they consider patriarchy is not fair. So if I want to diddle a kid, that's my business. I shouldn't have to suffer for that. That's... Yeah, forget the fact the kid's going to suffer. Right, right. Uh, are we ready to go to John? Johnny, uh, throw it to Rook. Okay. He's at your midway point. Rookie. What you need? I need Ray and Welter heating. Got him. Please. And thank you. Who's got something here? Kenny Olson. Let's go. All right. Are you ready, Joe? Mm-hmm. Do it. Okay. Ken, you ready to rock? Yes, sir. Rolling. <laughs> Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. ProTurf can help with your landscaping issues, front yard, backyard, side yard. Doesn't matter what the problem is or what your dreams may be. Maybe there isn't a problem. Maybe you just want to make it a little better. That's where ProTurf steps in and working with you will design a final product and show it to you on film using imaging software so you can actually see how it looks before they even start. And they specialize in everything landscaping related, trees, shrubs, perennials, beds, rocks, sod. Uh, they can do concrete. If you don't want concrete, how about pavers or natural stone patios, fire pits, retaining walls, water features, little streams, little ponds, you name it, rock fountains, absolutely. ProTurf can do all of that. Um, their landscaping division is uh, quite, the, quite the deal, and they do a hell of a good job. You can see everything they do outdoor-related at their website, professionalturf.com. Here's Johnny Height. Thank you, Joe. This update brought to you by professionalturf.com. You know the uh, smoke that we got around us from the wildfires? That, that makes yes. the sky look really cool at night. Yes. I got yeah. some pictures from relatives in North Dakota. Yep. They have no visibility in some areas really? because of all that smoke. We had that about two summers ago, remember? Climate change. Yeah. Oh, it is. The sun <laughs> looked fantastic last night. By the way, we have oh, to get that today. The always available Seth Borenstein says we're, yeah. we're running out of time again. You've made it really hard for me to read stories by Seth because as soon as I see his byline, yeah. my head goes, the always available. Yeah, the always hysterical. Can you guys smell it? I cannot. I, I yeah. couldn't either, no. no. Yeah, I can smell it here. Hmm. Uh, in news, Minnesota legislature trying to wrap things up. Well, on Wednesday night, last night, committee members reached a deal on a proposed tax bill. It includes rebate checks for Minnesotans, although those checks are less than the initial ideas. No, but you were lied to? That, 75 that is cents. A, it, you know what it is? It's an insult. Yeah. Buck and a quarter and a couple of Snicker bars. That, you got a family of five? <laughs> that ain't going to cover a grocery store no, trip. Re no. Read that tweet that you retweeted. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much, Kenny. Thank you very much. Uh, somebody named Andrew Wagner. He's the executive director of the Minnesota House GOP, retweeted a Governor Tim Walz tweet from November 4th, 2022. I don't know if you guys know, but that was right before the election. 
Millionaires like Scott and Matt don't understand that working Minnesotans need $2,000 checks in their pockets. Mm-hmm. They killed that deal for their self-interest. But when Peggy Flanagan and I are reelected, we'll push to get this done. Walls, you're really, really a disappointing guy. He's a lying thief. Mm-hmm. Now, according to the legislation, here's what that 2000 and 1000 works out to be. A one-time payment of 260 bucks for a single tax <laughs> filer. Hey, Tiger. I said half family of five. That wouldn't cover a family of four. Don't that spend doesn't it all cover, in one place. Yeah. That doesn't cover half your grocery that bill, Joe. No. If you are a married couple, uh, like I think one, two, yeah, all of us are, $520. So hey, yeah, but up. there's yeah. income levels too, right? Yes, yeah. You, you only over, get this if you're at a certain income level. Under 100, you have to be, as a couple, under 150 for just a gross income for singles under 75000 uh, a year for adjusted gross right. income. Because so. if you're over that, you really didn't earn it and pay a lot in tax. No, you're exactly. not working. You're only working if you make a certain amount of money. The Democrats have a figure in mind below which you work. So is that a taxable uh, income? Is that taxable? I got to think it is. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Has well, it been in the past? I don't think when we got our surplus checks, I don't think that was taxable, right? What what's a surplus check? Or sorry, our uh, uh, the COVID checks. I don't think we. Were I didn't get a on... COVID check. We know, yeah. we did. Um, <laughs> so actually, just... those were taxable, Chris. Because I, I didn't, were not. I didn't, oh. I didn't claim my wife's and forgot. So, see, I'm just wondering. A guy should. Uh, what a yeah. <laughs> what a fella should do is just turn around and donate it to charity. Mm-hmm. And so then historical take, take that take the tax write off. Except charity uh, wouldn't be a one hundred percent write off of it. They've the uh, the at the federal level we've really winnowed down the charity rules that you can give a million bucks to somebody you don't get to declare a million well, bucks. Well, Joe, I was actually thinking about others too that maybe you know could use a can of soup on the shelf. The hell with them! It's all about me. <laughs> They're gonna get their check. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Sometimes I try to weasel some information. No, I, I wouldn't them. give any money to the poor people. The hell with it. No, that's where I'm sending mine. Poor oh, people yeah, are getting good, it. Good. In addition, the bill also includes an exemption for Social Security income and a new child tax credit, as well as more tax breaks. Now, uh, just like the other one, there is, uh, well, a problem with the level of money you earn. So if you earn, as a couple, less than 100000 per year, all of your Social Security income would not be taxed but if you're over that it would be taxed. oh so so you got to ask uh, your employer to cut your paycheck yeah hey, uh, if you want to so that's security. a conversation i've never had well, the- <laughs> my favorite is still a guy i gave some dough to at the stop sign i i always try to get a conversation yeah. or get the name you know and he said oh i'm from duluth i said why'd you move here he says the climate but yeah. <laughs> i'm bump is that the same one that said you thought you looked like jack nicholson that's a different guy oh. I gave him a I've lot heard. of money. First yeah. time I heard that. That's none funny. of none of this is finalized yet. The legislature still Why don't you has... turn his microphone off? <laughs> Lots of work Why don't you to go do on it? that tobacco stains out of your beard, you roadkill piece of dung? <laughs> wow. The uh, bill still has to pass the House and Senate before it would make its way to the governor's desk. Uh, speaking, of, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the governor... 
uh, he weighed in on two other hot tippics, uh, to- tippics? topics. Yeah, tippics, topics, close enough. A possible gas tax increase and Mayo Clinic wanting out of that nurse staffing bill. Uh, just this week, some lawmakers looking for ways to fund transportation began once again talking to about fund indexing. Transportation. Yeah. They don't uh, have enough money. We just don't have enough money, Joe. You uh, know, in- Walls, you're a hell of a leader. He had to get in there. Well, that's not my idea. Right. Yeah, but, gas taxes, but I'll go along yeah. with it. Yeah. You're a hell of a leader, Tim. You're just one hell of a guy. As Joe said, the governor said he hasn't proposed a gas tax increase, but he's open to it, as he has been in the past. He also anticipated those who will question the need for a gas tax increase with the $18 billion surplus. He says it's a complex issue because much of the surplus is one-time money. Hmm. And Let's roads give, need you know, ongoing well, It's one-time money, Tim, but it has to happen again right. in two years. Because you're spending it all. I wonder why he didn't say that with all the other things that are going to be due in two years, just the gas tax part. Yeah. Well, Let's anyway. give Walls the beer test. Would you have a beer with Walls? Oh, hell no. Oh, John? hell yes. I, I don't think so, yeah. yeah. I would not. Uh, I would, just so I could lay into him. Yeah, I would. I'm split because when he was running the first time, I thought he'd be a good he guy. He went from a... a guy I'd have a beer with to a guy I want no part of. Right. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Matt, you don't count. You'd belly up to the bar with Satan if you thought it could get you somewhere. Yeah, if I can get any kind of endorsement out of it. Especially if it was free. Right. Hey, you buy in there, Gov? Okay, let's go. Double, what you got? You're not getting any of this cheery pie. (laughs) Give me that snow cone. Wait, I thought it was... No, well... What kind of pie was he eating? No, he went to visit the Gov, and the Gov was eating dinner on a... Cherry tart. TV dinner watching... uh, Axel Foley. Beverly Hills Cop and... and, Axel uh, Foley. But but I didn't... I just noticed how delicious it looked. The one where he says, you're not getting any, was when the guy called in... That was the pig's eye beer? No, the guy called in on Sports Talk, and he said he saw Jesse at the state fair and he was walking with Tyrell and Tyrell had a snow cone and he was shouting and the judge said, give me that snow cone. And just proceeded. to <laughs> And this was before he was governor. And this was, you know, 1989. But that's what dads do to their kids. Give me that snow cone. Yeah. I've done that to my kid. Yeah. Hey, we lost a wrestler. We did. Who did we lose uh superstar Billy Graham. Oh, oh how I did know that. Know that. Superstar. Yeah. 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 I thought he's huh. the TV. Uh, 79, 78. Yeah, he'd have been up there because I was a yeah. kid when he was wrestling. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Walls also had comments on the Mayo Clinic kerfuffle. Uh, he said, so we're trying to broker a deal on that, the governor said, before adding any deal should exclude Mayo Clinic. I've made it clear. I said, we don't want Mayo included in this. Wall said he represented that area for 12 years. He knows about the importance and influence of Mayo. He said Mayo is not in the business of bluffing or playing at the politics, if you will. They have to recognize that everything involves a give and take with people. At this point in time, we want those investments in Minnesota. They need to be in Minnesota. You know what we learned by this, John? What? Yeah. Walls has a number. Yeah. Very interesting, the, the, isn't the, it? The, number, the number's a billion dollars. Oh. Yeah. You're going to put a billion dollars in the ground, walls will back off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a number. Supporters of a Minneapolis City Council candidate accused of starting a fight at last weekend's DFL Ward 10 endorsing convention. And now, Nasri Warsami's team is defending their actions. 
Video shared online by local blog Wedge Live shows incumbent council member Aisha Chugani taking the stage with supporters to make a speech. But then Orsami's supporters jump up onto the stage. The conversation, or the convention, excuse me, ended without an endorsement. Police say two people received medical attention. Yesterday, Warsami's team said the tensions were a result of a history with the Democratic Socialists of America, which ran the convention. Abshir Omar, Warsami's campaign manager, we, we've talked about him already, said the lack of trust in the DSA members running the convention and caucus is a result of the history of manipulating conventions to ensure the success of their candidates. Orsami, for his part, said last night, I do not condone violence. We must do everything we can to ensure the future conventions are safe and secure. Uh, there were concerns expressed surrounding ballots not being counted accurately. Omar said the convention was, from our perspective, rigged in favor of Chugati. Omar also accused Ward 4 Council Member Jeremiah Ellison of assaulting him during the fray and said he met with the Minneapolis City's Attorney's Office to press charges. Ellison denied the accusation, called it a, quote, meager and weak attempt to evade accountability. All right, this may be rash on my part, but who saw the video of that rhubarb? That yeah, we all I did. Everybody yeah, I did. saw it, yes. Chris? Mm -hmm. Look, you yeah. saw it, I saw it. What I saw was not one single person in that room who would identify with anything that I could identify with. Right. I didn't see one single person in that room who had the good fortune and health of a family of five who work, pay taxes, send their kids to school. I didn't see any concern for that world at all. I just saw a very insular, selfish bunch of people using politics to feather their own nests. That's what I saw. I, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Absolutely. No potholes, no street lights, no parks. No, let's get, can't wait for the well, fishing opener. We might opener. give them parks. We might give them parks. Nothing, nothing. They were just rabid, selfish people. R-A-B-I-D. Rabid, R -A -B -I -D. selfish people. John, did you say national? What was it? National Socialist something? Democratic Demo Socialists. Democratic Socialists, and they have an official party, and they're, it's their job to convert the, uh, all Democrats over to socialism. Well, that's what you yeah, got is. Fact, yeah, yeah and, I know that. Yeah. Yeah. And remember, uh, we had a Democratic Socialist when I told you about all the people running already. Uh, we yeah. had one or two announced already, Democratic yeah. Socialists. So, yeah. yeah. Is anybody else uh, incredulous uh, about that? Just me? Uh, I'm just no, there's, there's been Democratic Socialists, I think, Kenny, literally for 100 years. In, the in office? Uh, I don't know if they're in office, but they've Being run. Being elected? So well, they were going, they've you run. know what? They were good Democratic Socialists. Please <laughs> 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 oh, say, wait, 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 wait. John, did you, you didn't include this quote from Governor Walls in the gas tax that I'm seeing right now, courtesy Which of Alpha one? News. He, he did not say this. I'm going to assume Alpha News wouldn't make this up because they're using quotation marks. Governor Walls acknowledged that gas tax increases hit the poorest the hardest, but said Minnesotans would understand. Wow. Is that yeah, real? Understand. Uh, who understands? I well, don't understand. I, I don't understand. You can't be that stupid. No, Walls. he is. He is. I can't believe how he spiraled down in my estimation. I just can't believe yeah. it. I had no, no he, idea. He wasn't. He, he didn't back up his words. He wasn't telling the truth, and he's caved in. 
why he wouldn't fight for he's not much of a leader to go back no. to minnesotans with that yeah. surplus is beyond me you know i think uh walter hudson said power drunk i right. thought that was a perfect description and i yep. think perhaps tim is uh you know uh, I even cut him discord. slack. You guys gave me grief for it. Remember, sure I did. cut him slack during the early stages of the pandemic. He didn't ask for it. I went on and on. I was really duped. Man, am I stupid. I was duped, too. I thought That's it was okay. wishy-washy teacher. We understand. Do you understand? <laughs> no, I don't understand, and I don't forgive you for it. Uh, do you know how much we pay in taxes when we go to the pump uh, per gallon? Uh, you can tell me. 46.9. Oh, jeez. I was going to say 25. Holy 18, four to the feds, 28.5 uh, oh, to Minnesota. Okay. That so, includes federal and state taxes. That's yeah. both. Yeah, fed and state. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is an amazing quote, Chris. I want to hear it one more time. I, I, I'm reading it again to make sure, because sometimes I don't you must have, Yeah, you must have said it wrong. It, no, it was, it was right. in the story. Chris is actually correct. I did see it in the story also. Well, John, you don't have to say it like that. Yeah, yeah, say I it don't, I'm sorry. Did that sound, actually did that sound a little condescending? I'm sorry. Actually. Uh, GLers, <laughs> I will include this Alpha News story in the actually. Garage Logic show page. He acknowledged that gas tax increases hit the poorest the hardest. But said Minnesotans would understand. But he might as well have said, but they're not eating anyway, so they're damn you're going to die anyway, <laughs> so what the hell. But this, they, oh, they hate the people that they say they're protecting. Yep. They hate them. They're keeping them in their place. And I mentioned this to Joe earlier, but think about UPS. Think about all these places that rely on, you know, the, you've already got the delivery fee increase that they're going to charge. And now you're putting so many places out of business because now, of decisions like this. And when gas prices get really high, Joe has a an argument that I really hate, but he's right. He goes, well, what am I going to do? Stop buying gas, stop driving my car. Right. And that works for the five of us. But there are people out there where that absolutely will make them park that car. Right. There's a cutoff point. Yeah. And, and those There's are a the cutoff point for all of us. Yeah, there is. And Walz's is what? A billion with, Walt has a number. Walt yeah. has a number. He might make a billion a year from his 48 pensions he's going to get. <laughs> Luckily, I do the show from home, so I don't use much gas. You don't need a car. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, John. This is this one's for you. Oh, you gave me the big <laughs> one, didn't you? Hmm. You know what? Let's end the conversation there and come back with more news in just a minute or two. But first, let's hear from our friend, The Rookie. Well, thank you, Johnny, for that wonderful intro. And speaking of introductions, I want to introduce you to the Welter family. Four generations, 100 years, locally based here in Minneapolis. Yes, they serve the all Twin Cities metro area, but they've got a nice cozy spot in Minneapolis where they've been helping people with their heating, cooling, and air purification needs. Go to their website, welterheating.com. The reason they wanted to be on Garage Logic is just to get the word out. Now, there's a lot of companies out there that are flashing the pan. They got the fancy jingle, and they're here for a little bit, and then you never hear from them again. Well, Welter's been here for a century, and you're going to continue to hear about Welter because they're on Garage Logic. So if you have any needs for your uh, air conditioner that's going to be turned on soon, air purification system, or if you're closing out that furnace for the year, check them out online at welterheating.com or 612-825-6867. Pretty soon we're going to say air condition your shelter with Ray and Welter.
we would understand. What an we would asshole. Understand. Are you kidding me? I don't understand. Okay, Joe, serious question. Did he say it because he's an asshole, or did he say it because he's just simply that out of touch? That's just his political milieu of the moment. I'd like to go hollow notes and say, he's out of touch. He's out of time. Oh, my God. Are we coming back with John? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got yelled at the other day. Somebody who sent me an email said, you didn't include the Durham investigation. And I had it in my news, but that's the day you talked about candy and I didn't get to do any news. What is the Durham candy. investigation? Oh, the grandma candy? The grandma candy. Remember, we didn't do any news when we came back and I said, can I do some news? And Joe went, nope. So what is that? What is the Durham? It's the Durham I mean, investigation. He released, uh, you, you remember John Durham, the, the guy that uh, Bill Barr wanted to investigate the Russian uh, involvement in the Trump. His report came out uh, basically saying the FBI screwed up. They never should have started the investigation. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Same stuff. But it's the same stuff that was in the Inspector General's report a couple of years ago. Uh, the same exact thing. That, and, uh, and both sides went nuts. Oh. You know, claiming, yeah. claiming it is victory. pretty newsworthy, though, isn't it, Johnny? Uh, would you like me to read the story no, I wrote? No, no, I'll, I'll just, read it. I, I'm asking your opinion. I mean, isn't it? I thought yeah, it was... I think it should have been in the news, but th there was nothing new. I mean, really. Got it. Got it. So part part of your cover up campaign is to ignore. It's part that of my cover up campaign. <laughs> it was actually my lead story oh, that wow. day on the national segment, but so it's we actually it's Joe's fault. Yeah. We talk grandma's candy instead. Yeah, because we got to talk hard candy. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Uh, you know what? Joe. You know what, though? The soft candy or the hard candy conversation was far better on air, I think. Than I don't get been. that. What is, with, what is with the hard candy? I love well, it. It was candy. welded together. Yeah, oh, I love candy. that stuff. Just I hate gross. the stuff with filling. I love the hard stuff. Oh, I like, candy. oh. I like candy that squirts. <laughs> Ick. I hate yeah. yeah. She was fun. Do you, <laughs> God. Do you guys remember the gum with liquid inside? No. Um, yes. That was you remember? Squirt. It was well, called Squirt. We had a remember different name for it that I will yeah. not say. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. It was great. You know, what candy, don't you? A package of sugar? Basically. Pretty Flavored much. Sugar with a, much. Um, a candy, um, like a fork or a stick. A candy no, stick. you just licked it. But yeah. the stick was also no. made out of candy. Oh, I don't no, recall the, the stick, stick part. Stick was cardboard. See, we were so poor, oh, we did we got the liquor made that didn't have a stick. No, yeah. Johnny, the did cardboard the package, was the malt, Joe? The malt oh. thing. Yeah, there was it was a three-part package. No. It was the candy stick, and then you no. had blue and and red powder. No, we're showing your age differences here. Mine was just a long stick, looked just like this. You cut the top off and you go. Oh like no, I'm talking a little pack, like a handy wipe pack. That's pixie sticks, John. You cut the top off, and then you just you just shook a little out. It was liquamate. Yeah, no, that's pixie sticks. That's pixie uh, sticks. sticks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about this. On how about, well, how about Pop Rocks then, remember? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. those in your mouth, you they go crazy. You Coke, your stomach will explode. You know, oh. I tried to do uh, liquamate, but I can't get through the Hubbard filter here. So... <laughs> Um, you know, we, we got all those treats at uh, Jerry Elliott's Eastern Grocery, yeah. and, and yeah. Jerry Jerry would always say when you left, hurry back. 
That was his. That was what, his catchphrase. Hurry wood back. floor. Wood floor. Oh, fun yes. dip. Yes. Did, fun did dip it, was the one. With that's the what I'm thinking of. Fun dip. Yes. Did everybody here have a locally owned little grocery store near their Tom house Judd, growing up? Rick, mm-hmm. Richard oh, Joel. Yes. Dick we Joel. had two of them. Man, yeah. 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 Two of them. Yeah, Joan, we had uh, the Cub family. Jones's on Randolph, <laughs> which is now an antique store, dork. and then Racy's Market across from St. Kate's. Yeah, uh, that was a market. Yeah, Jones's. It's now a, a it's an antique, the Blue, Moon, Blue or Moon or something. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and then it was Racy's on St. Clair and Fairview, where the uh, ale jail or wine teeth mm. is. We had Circle Blue. Food, and they were from Estonia or something. It was a. Estonia. It was two brother. Uh, I think brother, you pronounce it sisters. Estonia. Estonia. Yeah, not and, Estonia. And when what we you, would come in, Kamala Harris, Lou would be sitting in the back, yeah. you know, with his hand in his pants or whatever. Ooh, that's not good. Lou, the boys then, are here. He had to come cut, make sure we didn't steal anything. Then he'd go to the butcher part and cut some meat. <laughs> Yeah, for the freshest meat. When we first... like the freshest meat at Racy's Market. That's well, the bat. The, when we first got hits, the apart uh, the at the basement of the apartment across the street was Orth's Grocery, Cleveland and not not Cleveland, St. Clair and Creighton. Orth's Grocery and you go downstairs. Yes, and Mister and Mrs. Orth creepy. called each other Mister and Mrs. Orth. If you went and said, uh, yeah, wow. you got any can, uh, Denny more beef stew, and he'd say, Mrs. Orth, do we have that? Yes, Mr. Orth. Oh, do you think wow. they... Is that where the um, uh, insurance is right now? No, there's nothing there now. Oh. Do you think that they used Mr. and Mrs. in the throes of passion? Boy, that would be hard to imagine. Hey, uh, so you, you knew my pharmacist. <laughs> Dick Jewell. Dick Jewell. Yeah. So yeah. it came time in a young man's life for him to... Uh, so you stock in some uh, condoms, and you don't want to go down to Dick Jewell's place because the whole town will know. So uh, the young man it's runs like the over. Scene in uh, what's the great American graffiti? graffiti. graffiti. The, uh, the calm, and I'll have the young fella. Uh, the young fella runs over to Alexandria, yeah. and uh, is sweating profusely and very nervous, and so very upset, and grabs the first uh, box of condoms he could find, and. Gets out of there unscathed and gets to the car and notices uh, that he picked up the 200 um, condom <laughs> box. Well, that's optimism. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you still have some, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, I got all 200, Joe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All 99 are still in the box. <laughs> the first one he was trying to figure out how to do it. <laughs> Hey, Fun Dip is a candy manufactured by the Ferrera Candy Company. It's been on the market in the U.S. and Canada since the 40s and was originally called Lick M. Aid. Lick M. Aid. That's that's what I I grew up with. Fun Dip is similar to another Wonka product, Pixie Sticks, but sold in small pouches rather than uh, plastic or paper straws. You brought her. You Lick M. Aid. Let's go. Let's go here. Augustus Gloop. Come on. I got to rain. All right. I got to. I'm going to do a thing here. Am I doing my Walter again? No. Are we on break? Yes. Am I? No, I am, Kenny. I All right, uh, cool. Stone. Yep. All right, here we go. And then, and I'll, I'll take it then. Huh? <laughs> no. Truth, justice, and the suturette. You know, they don't have pixie sticks or lick oh, But what? if you go to 30 Bales Restaurant oh. there in downtown Hopkins, you know what they do have? craft cocktails a scratch kitchen that a lot of you glers are familiar with and todd wanted me to personally thank all of the glers that have stopped in both on mother's day and since their uh, return here to the garage logic podcast so go online 30bales.com and you can uh, place your online order it's super easy and you know you call 
and the food's ready by the time you get there. It's fantastic. Their lunch operation takes place from 11 to 3, happy hour 3 to 5, and that brunch that is outstanding is Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Check out their entire menu. It's fantastic. You can also see all the craft cocktails that they have to offer. They have a lunch menu also that's different from the regular menu. So go online, place your order, let Todd and the entire crew at 30 Bales know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Reavers. Uh, in other news, Air Force officials uh, caught Airman Jack Teixeira. Remember him? He's the guy they accused of uh, leaking government secrets. Yes. Uh, well, it turns out they knew he was looking at them two months at least before they ended up arresting him, but didn't stop him. Huh. On two occasions in September and October 2022, Airman Teixeira's superiors in the Massachusetts Air National Guard admonished him after reports he had taken concerning actions while handling classified information, including taking classified materials with him, writing things down and sticking them in his pocket. To Shara, who until March shared secrets with online friends from around the world on Discord, a social media platform, was instructed to no longer take notes in any form on classified intelligence information. An investigation revealed that Airman Teixeira was fixated on weapons, mass shootings, and shadowy conspiracy theories. Even as he relished the respectability and access to intelligence he gained through his clearance, he was filled with contempt about the government, accusing the U.S. of a host of secret nefarious activities, making biological and chemical weapons in Ukrainian labs, creating the Islamic State, and orchestrating mass shootings, according to his beliefs. President Biden would expand his 2020 margin of victory over former President Trump if a rematch were held today, according to a new poll. It's the WPA Intelligence Survey of 1,571 registered voters. It found that the 80-year-old Biden leads 76-year-old Trump 47 to 40%. By comparison, Biden, de- by, <laughs> by comparison Biden defeated Trump by four and a half percentage points back in the 2020 election. The poll, which has a margin of error of plus or minus two and a half percent conducted between May 10th and 13th, also showed independent voters backed Biden by a large margin, 14 percentage points. The poll also showed Democrats leading generic down-ballot races, 47 to 42 percent. And despite the grim reading for Trump supporters, the poll also shows Biden remains vulnerable to defeat next year, with well over 50 percent seeing Biden in unfavorable views. Can I tell you something? Yes, sir. This, uh, This rhubarb in New York featuring Harry and Meghan claiming that they almost suffered catastrophic problems. What's your gut uh, I don't. I'm not buying a word of it. Not one word. First of all, I know they're idiots yeah. and they're frauds, mm-hmm. but are they that stupid that they're going to claim that they were racing around for two and a half hours in New York to avoid having their picture <laughs> taken? The only reason they exist is they have their picture taken. Right. And so I don't buy it. I'm, I'm not believing one word of it. Uh, we don't know. It's that. a big, we don't know that. Harry and Megan, they have an office, you know. Their office said in a statement <laughs> that they, the uh, they had multiple near collisions as they were trying to avoid oh, the paparazzi. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you phony stop, have your picture taken, and then go home? <sighs> Two and a half hours. Yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Trying to tug at the heartstrings of his mom's. Yep, hands. exactly. Yeah. Not there's not one bit of that I believe. So there, that just you really start off with two words. 
Made in America. That's right. You really hate her, don't you? Yeah, she's evil. She's a she's a bad. She's a gold digger. She's so the, she a hag. She's the Yoko Ono of the Beatles. Of Did the, you call her a hag? What? That made no, no sense. Is she a wench? I think oh. Yoko Ono is the Yoko. I'll ono go of the wench. Beatles. I'll go witch. wench. Witch. Witch. Wench. Yeah. Yeah. Evil. Succubus. You yeah, called her a succubus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd go there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Montana has become the first state to sign into. I guess John yeah, you're welcome. Just, I was really sign, enjoying that. <laughs> to sign into law legislation banning TikTok from operating within their borders. Republican Governor Greg Gianforte signing Senate Bill 419 into law yesterday. It'll go into effect January 1, 2024. In a press release, Gianforte said he signed the bill to protect Montana's person, private, personal, private, and sensitive data for being gathered by China. The federal government and state agencies of Montana already banned TikTok on government devices. This goes further and says TikTok may not operate within the territorial jurisdiction of Montana. Once the law goes into effect, the Montana Department of Justice will be able to find app stores or ByteDance, TikTok's parent company, 10 grand for each discrete violation and 10 grand for each day that a violation continues. The law only impacts the distribution of the app. It does not have any penalties for TikTok users. Mm. Huge news in the TV industry uh, being reported by the Wall Street Journal. ESPN is laying the groundwork to sell its channel directly to cable cord cutters as a subscription-only streaming service in coming years, according to people familiar with the matter. That, of course, could have implications for that company and the broader television business, especially cable television. TV executives for years have said it was inevitable that ESPN would one day be available as a standalone streaming service. Now, as consumers cut the cable TV cord, the company is preparing for that shift under a project with the internal code name Flagship. ESPN would continue to offer the TV channel after launching a streaming option. Still, the change could have a major impact on cable TV and satellite since ESPN is one of the main attractions of most cable and satellite packages. ESPN has begun securing flexibility in deals with cable providers to offer the channel directly to consumers. The financial terms of those deals not yet worked okay, out. Okay, okay. I know. I'm bring it. Bring right, it. Right for ridicule this here. That's why I, I brought I'm, this up. Well, I'm puzzled by the term streaming. In yes, sir. Business. What, what, what does that mean? On your television, you mm-hmm. would get the, let's say this went into effect, you would get the ESPN app. As opposed okay. to what I do now is turn to channel 202, which is ESPN, and there's an NBA playoff game. That's correct. Is and that so, streaming? No. Well, it, yes, it can be. Or is it cable or satellite? Cable. Or, cable. Okay, then, it, then it's not streaming. Is this comparable to say, um, uh, um, what do I have? Uh, like Hulu? Hulu, yes. It'd be the same or kind of service. Well, you know, or don't Amazon? Say same exact and the the good part That's about it. this no no no, no listen up listen up here's the good part for people who don't like cable or satellite like i do not and i will not pay for it but I because want to you're a liberal them. and you don't think you should pay for things you think that's unfair i'm paying for it. making money i'm paying for it let him I don't get it. Oh, for Let him talk i want to hear this bs explanation so, so you don't have to pay $300 a month to cable if all you want to watch is ESPN, which a lot of my friends, that's all they want to watch is sports. So all they you do is pay, all you pay is nineteen ninety nine. 
to stream ESPN or whatever pay, they're going to charge. I pay $200 a month for that satellite dish. That is so ridiculous to me. It makes me so angry, John. Well, that's oh my why God. I now stream I keep everything. threatening to ask her what she's paying. I'm I guarantee you, guarantee you're, you're paying over three, Joe. Joe over three. It, I think I'm at about two seventy five because I bundled everything. Oh, you got, uh, you got your uh, computer internet. and stuff, uh, or yeah. your internet hooked up to that. Yeah. Go you ahead, too, caller. What do you, do you think? think? Yeah, I'd love if I get the time in the time. Yeah, you bet. We're looking What's at about, interesting, uh, though, 117 is, and the raining. Royce now is on the yes. streaming. Well, thing. didn't yeah, I he's go to his house and help him? For, no, he he called me a few times oh. and we chatted about it and I helped Let's him. Let's just FaceTime. Sometimes he calls. Bail out this shot pump with a glass. <laughs> the thing I like about Patrick is, since all this happened, he'll call me out of the blue just to talk about it and say thanks, basically, and say, "Isn't this great?" And then he'll go see you later. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the entire conversation. And he'll call you back and say, "Did I just call you?" <laughs> <laughs> and if I did, why? Why did I? Did I? <laughs> John, legal, thank you. Oh, that's it. Okay, bye. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, that's going to do her, huh? That's it. Oh, that's going to wrap We're her up. Back all all the time. <laughs> Rook, you got to listen to this. Yes, sir. Will Sasso thing when we're done with the show because he's going to be in a hurry. What there, is it? There's a new Will Sasso, oh, Jesse, and it's, it's pretty good. Well, he doesn't do bad. No. Joe. Uh, could you help me with the problem? Someone hacked into my Venmo account and bought <laughs> cryptocurrency of $152, and then they returned $146. What should I do? Huh? <laughs> that legitimately happened. Your is this why you had did to, it. Is this why you no, had to do the investigation kid. with the credit card company? No, that was... Um, Jesus, this is a different thing? That was the Sun Country card. This is just my Venmo. Hmm. I don't do Venmo. No, neither do I. Or what's the old one that we used to do for uh, eBay? Uh, PayPal. 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 Don't do that either. Oh, I use that for all my PayPal stuff. I, I mean, all my all my eBay stuff. Sorry, comes right off the card. That's great. Let's go. Nope. <laughs> Need a minute here, bro. It's coming up on the ride. Oh, Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. I sent you an email with a Mercury snowman. Oh, I saw it, yeah. Is that the one that he has? Uh, boy, that's pretty damn close, yes. With that tall hood that yes, kind of... Yes, Very Mr. narrow you? track. You got to get that for me. Oh. Is that Mr. Unbelievable? Yeah, what are... Oh, you know what? Why don't I just get you Mr. Unbelievable's? Uh, he's no longer home. I don't know when, if he'll return home. Oh, no. Uh but let's let's roll over there. I'll I'll come down there. Let's roll over there and throw that thing in the back of my truck. Well, it's in his storage building in Burnsville. Well, you know where the keys are. We'll worry about the details later. <laughs> let's just get it in my you possession. Can, you can go and have some lunch with him, Kenny. Is That'd be all right. He's a fun guy. I, I love talking to him when I was there with him. Yeah. I was about How Joe. long ago was that? <laughs> yeah, you're right, Joe. It was probably 10 years. Well, he, I went over there the other day. He did not know me. Oh, oh, damn it. Oh. How old is he? Uh, 68. Oh, how old? 68. Oh, God, thanks for, you know, thanks for that news. I think yeah, you had a yeah, lifestyle, John. He brought the yeah, it's a lifestyle <laughs> thing, Johnny. 
and you've taken corrective measures. <laughs> you ready, Brad? Uh huh. That's just really sad news. Yeah, that is really distressing. Well, that's what happens. You yeah, know. So he's in a he's in a place somewhere. We don't know that. Oh, so he went away <clears throat> medically. I don't know if from there he'll go I to see. a place. I see. Were you in communication with a child, Henry? Yeah, I do welfare checks, and uh, when I went over there, the paramedics had to tell him, it's Joe, it's your neighbor, Joe. And he looked at me and said, Joe? He didn't know who I was. Hello? Yeah. Jesus. Damn it. But talk about a lot of neat stuff that is just going to disappear. Oh. Well, they're, the kids are going to be smart enough. And they, to... don't, they don't know what they have. Well, they're... I think you should... Well, they're going to lean on you for that, aren't they? Well, that's worth six bucks. Yeah. All right. Well, at least they'll get it honest. Or if there's a sale, I want to go. I'm going to head over there first. I want the Model T Ford uh, Shriners car with the lawnmower engine. Does he still have the Cushman, too? Yep. What about things that are yours together? Yeah, I got a Beldor buffer, a a sand cabinet. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Sam cabinets are, you got to buff them out. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, I want to see the buffer because I have a, um, I have uh, a, here we an go. old antique piece from the Ford plant. It's uh, It was used as a fire hose. Remember that? When we went in the tunnels? Vaguely. And I wanted to take a uh, Souvenir, and I thought I had some antique thing. And he said, "You got about a 1975 fire, <laughs> yeah, you got fire thing. It's like worth about 17 cents." <laughs> I thought I had Henry Ford's initial blueprints. That's cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. Flashlight check. Tool belt check. Attitude. Check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. It's so easy. Help your engine run better and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam cleans that harmful gum and varnish from the entire fuel system. Safe and easy to use in all kinds of cars, trucks, machinery. Just pour it in your fuel tank and let it go to work. Here's what I love, though. Seafoam also works great in oil. Heavy oil residue and deposits form naturally over time can restrict that oil flow. You uh, drop some seafoam in there. You do it where you fill the oil. Just put some in there. It reliquifies these residues and deposits. And then when you change the oil, boom, drains away. It's all gone. Nice and clean crankcase waiting for you. Pick up a can anywhere. Automotive uh, products are sold out of parts stores, retailers, uh, the NAC hardware store, farm stores, ice cream shops. I don't care. You'll find it everywhere. A local company with a global reach and truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, seafoam. Have you seen the photographs or the video of the teenagers sitting outside the car, sitting on the windowsill, shooting at the shooting at the school? Yes, shooting at a school yeah, in North Minneapolis. That's fun. It's okay. They're they're not to blame that they were in a Kia. It's the car's fault. They stole a Kia. Oh. So the car was firing those okay. shots. Well, and the Kia and the gun, of course. Yeah, they the found three guns. Fault. They arrested uh, three teens. I'm sure they're back on the street by now, now. If they just would have done a background check when they picked those up from the straw buyer, this right. wouldn't have happened. That's right. 
Uh, and uh, Chief uh, Brian O'Hara says the reckless and violent behavior being undertaken by juveniles in stolen Kia and Hyundai vehicles is an emergency. Uh, these juveniles are a danger to themselves and to anyone who happens to be around them for the past year. They have been allowed to continue to wreak havoc in our neighborhoods with no recourse and no consequences. We cannot continue to tolerate this behavior. Good luck, Chief. Uh, you're going to have to continue to tolerate it because we are led by people who don't think this is a problem. Unreal. So they're, they're apparently we're just shooting at the school. Why not? And the cops were chasing him. Then the cops stopped chasing him because okay. they got near a school bus that was letting kids out. So the cops backed off, then picked him up again. Only because they come oh, to us. Wait a minute. Aren't you going to mention anything that the world is going to cease to exist by 2028? Well, that's right. The always available Seth Bornstein has a piece on the front page of today's Pioneer, I'm sorry, Star Tribune. Uh, there's a two out of three chance that the world will temporarily hit a key warming limit within the next five years, according to the UN. But it likely would be fleeting and less worrisome flirtation with the internationally agreed upon temperature threshold. I can't, I don't want to even read this. I read oh. it this morning and said, I'm not going to make this a topic. These people are so full of BS. It's El Nino. Yeah, El Nino is going to swing through, raise natural. the temperature up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way. But interesting to note, they placed that on the front page like it was actual news. <laughs> right, right. The Pioneer Press at least had it on about page five or six. <laughs> uh, only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans in Fernandia, the villages, Florida, WorldwideWaftage.com. Yeah. On this day. Joe, today is May 18th. In 1905. What happened? I remember this from previous years of doing this day in history. Okay. Five doctors at St. Paul's Anchor Hospital strike. They went on strike to protest the tyrannical ways of the hospital director, Dr. Arthur Anchor who had suspended Dr. William Frost on an unsubstantiated grounds. The striking doctors were later dishonorably discharged from their duties. On May 15, 1923, Anchor died of a heart attack while screaming at two surgeons he accused of not properly washing their hands. Oops. Okay. I'm the only one on this staff who has actually been treated at Anchor Hospital. Wow. Still existed when I was a kid. You know where it was? No. Down off 7th Street between 7th and Shepherd Road. Down uh, past the brewery. Oh. Uh, down in there. That building's probably gone then, right? No. Parts of it, I think, are uh, something. Some home or something. Huh. On this day in 1931. Joe, today is uh, May 18th. Minneapolis-born aviator Charles Speed Holman was killed during an air show in mm. Omaha. He was a pioneer of aviation. Best known aerial stunt was looping. And he had won the U.S. Air Speed Trials in 1930. At his funeral, four 109th Air Squadron planes flew in the first recorded missing man formation with a vacant spot reserved, reserved in Holman's memory. Holman Field in downtown St. Paul is named for him. Got it. I believe it was Speed who flew under the high bridge. That was one of his okay. stunts. 
speed home and flew under the high bridge, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And he lived to tell about it, but he did not survive that air show. That's a tough one. In Omaha. Thank you, GL. You're missing one. Want to uh, feel old? Johnny, uh, you'll, you'll love this one. 25 mm -hmm. years ago today. 25 years. David Wells' perfect game against the Twins. That would have been 1998. Mm -hmm. Sure, because I watched the Yankee broadcast two days ago, and they said it was 25 years ago that oh, day. I, thought it was I always thought it was May 18th. I, okay. <laughs> well, Either today, way, it was 25 today, years today, It's, it's May, May of whatever. Dang it, I forgot. Today, as Stacy alerted me to this, the GL geologist, this is the anniversary of Mount St. Helens erupting. Wow. That's right. Now just yeah. think of that in terms of the hysterians. Look how nature handled that and repaired itself. You're right. It survived. Boom. And, and it, it was an eruption that man could not have brought about, that man could not cause. And uh, it was devastating. Uh, but today it's been taken care of by nature. That was on this day in 1980. Mm. Um, Anchor Hospital closed in 1965, and David yeah. Wells' perfect game was May 17. Oh, so it was there yesterday. We go. All right. I would have been in Anchor Hospital in about 1956 or so. Hmm. I wasn't I born yet. I rode my trike across home plate oh. of a neighborhood baseball game just as one of the Donley kids was swinging. That's oh, why wow. I got these two horns on yeah. my head, these What's two up? bumps. What's um, up, Cyclops? Why, uh, bat question, went in. May I ask why you did that, Joe? Yeah, I was, I was going to ask the same thing. You didn't notice that kids were playing baseball? Well, he said oh, home he plate was, might be a good idea. He was inattentive. He was the team uh, water boy, fellas. Yes. We all yeah, know what's actually, going on there. Before he got hit, he said, here, hold my beer. Yeah, inattentive. <laughs> Inattentive. Terribly inattentive. Huh, seems to be Did a ball streamers game. coming out of your uh, bike. I got it right today. <laughs> I'm going to take the shortcut. <laughs> Thank you, jailers. Yeah, sure. Okay. Harry and Megan, you're a lion. <laughs> you're lying. All right, podcast time. Where do you go? Pod MN on your smartphone. As I say each and every day to close out this show, it's a library of podcasts that you can find something you like. Pod MN on your smartphone. GarageLogic.com. Sign up for the one and only Garage Logic Town Council. 100 bucks for the year, 10 bucks a month. You get inside information and access. Plus, you get a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores gift card for free. I guarantee Mike's paid out more than the governor is with the rebate checks. I think you're right. I think you're right. Finally, entertain yourself on YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page and your life's going to be almost complete. Thanks, John. Did you do a cha? Oh, yeah. Thanks, cha. Thanks, cha. Uh, so that thank you, GLR thing didn't last long. No, I, I, I know how to insert it. But it but was so clean and awesome when it's done right. And now it's just sloppy and shitty. And it sounds like he's being interrupted. Don't you? You don't agree with me? Well, no, I guess you're when misunderstanding. Joe says, what no, when Joe says, thank you, GLers. Right. We shut the F up. It's over. All right. We don't. It's, so that way it doesn't sound like you're interrupting 
or you're hearing somebody else starting to talk or any of that. Okay. What happened today? I don't even remember. But it's the same thing that's happened for the last month. We keep talking. People just start talking. Oh. Including me, including Such. We all do it. I'm not singling out anybody, John. <laughs> just give me instructions. I'll follow them. You ready? Nope. Oh, just stories. I'll send you stories, Chris. Thank you, Johnny. Joe, now Walter Hudson joins us from the legislature. That was a really cool shout out at the end. Joins us from the Boy, he was good. Yeah, Dang. Was. What a great guest. Anything else? Is pedophilia, uh, is the normalization of pedophilia to be expected? Pederass. The expected question mark. I spelled both of those words wrong. Normalization. Oh, there's just one L. Okay. Yep. Governor Walls is a lying ass bag. Has not proposed a new gas tax. <laughs> yep. But he thinks it's a pretty darn good idea. Johnny Height. Okay, you guys ready? Rook, you ready? Yeah. And I'm his manager. And I'm like, well, let me tell you something about Karrion Cross. I'll give credit where credit is due, Karrion Cross. And it's not even going to be close, Roman Reigns. And then Karrion goes, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, oh, Jesse. Yes. That's right. And then we're both. And then his lovely wife also speaks as, as Jesse Ventura. <laughs> wow. That would be amazing. And then Jesse himself actually comes out. Comes out. I've, uh, he's more like this now, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I spend six it's a months conspiracy. Out of yeah, I'm uh, down in the Baja. You know, I'm not even here most of the time. I have uh, I have a, a, somewhere north of 150 dogs, wild dogs. That all, they all answer to me. They all understand that I'm I'm the head honcho, their main urbano. And uh, yeah, we get down there. I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Baja, the the uh, the, the, the fish taco started in the Baja as the Japanese fishermen would uh, keep even oh just the worst parts of the fish for oh. themselves when they would go to sell the fish. So they had the rotting part and they would tempura batter it, beer batter it and fry all the, the stink out. And that's when I got, got so addicted to the flavor, I added the creme fraiche. And they said, that's a great addition. They had cabbage and salsa. And oh, I said, you need a little man. creme fraiche. So I opened a little uh, surf shack taco shop in, uh, it's called uh, Devil's Beach. And uh, yeah, I cleared just enough money to get uh, all the dogs trained. And now I have an evil army of the night. <laughs> Would you? Okay. <laughs> would you ever consider having carrying cross on dudesy oh that would be a guess at like sock hop dance competition who are you 
You're checking it out. I think that was it, but it was very funny. Oh my god, that is just Devil's Beach. <laughs> it was Devil's Beach. <laughs> he did get the he nailed it with the slowed down, softer spoken. <clears throat> I'm the new Jesse. Yeah. See, I, I can't get low. <clears throat> I, I can't don't know. Get, I can't get raspy and I Here's... can't get raspy enough. I Here's can this... talk about it, but I can't get raspy enough. That's pretty damn accurate to me at the beginning of it sasso or he was the reason it went into that is he was asked about the wrestler that did the great jesse impersonation at the gym oh yeah and he responded with that guy's brilliant but he said the problem is i would if i was his manager i would make him basically do that but he said he would kill his career if he if he decided to yeah wow and that's what led into the the fish taco was invented in the back. I remember ah, fish tacos. <laughs> fish tacos are great. <laughs> Silo full of tortillas. With a polar bear femur. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can try it. But I don't have to like it. It's like broccoli. Who is this podcast with? <clears throat> Rook. Who's I he think doing? it's him and Tyrell. But is he doing it at his house? Is he going somewhere to do no, it? No, he's doing it from his house. He's got a whole recording studio on crap. But who's housing it is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. I don't know. He does weird shit. Hmm. Uh, Tyrell probably. Tyrell will tell me. He's not a sure, not a secret. But yeah, he, no chance. He's back with our TV. No, they they folded up. They shut her down. So all their equipment is just sitting in his house. Oh God, I didn't even think of that. They're they're yeah. gone. So he's it's like saying, the Pioneer Press. Come on out and do a podcast, Rook. Did he really? You yeah. have to. Yeah, he still wants to. Well then do it. It won't be here, you know. So what? <laughs> do what now? I don't know. Love that guy. Hmm. All right, I gotta fly. Send me a letter. And don't forget a stamp. <laughs> I need a binder. Anybody got a binder? <laughs> Does that mean rubber band? Yes. Uh, one day he was doing that in, in Maplewood. <laughs> he was looking for a rubber band, and he was walking around. Hey, I need a binder. Anybody got a binder around here? And I said, what's a binder? You know, those stretchy things that keep things together. You mean a rubber band? No, a binder. It was, yeah. a, it was a, not a fight we had, but it was a, I call it a rubber band. No, Rook, it's a binder. I had the same thing happen to me. The job I had when I was out of radio, the, uh, the boss asked me for a binder. I had no idea what he was talking about. He goes, you know, a rubber binder. I thought a binder is a three ring thing. Yeah. Like exactly. Me too. And this guy told me it's a Minnesota thing, but obviously it's not. If you guys all call them rubber bands. I'm sorry, John, but you're greatly mistaken. (laughs) A binder. Did you, now you, because you worked with him first before he worked with Joe? Uh, yes. How'd that go? Didn't he replace Yates and I at both places? He uh, he was the choice, yes. They, they went through. But they went through a few people before Jesse, right? Mylan, Mylan and Mishki. Um, who else? I forget who. Yeah, oh. whole, that Freddie Mertz guy was just psycho. Yeah. Mishki uh, did the morning Mertz? show? I never knew that. Uh, he, he tried out. Oh. He had it left was an audition. Vogel, I got gotcha. you. And it was Pat Mylan and Tommy Mishke, and they it, it just the chemistry wasn't there. Sure. Oh. Pat Mylan was a good guy that just wasn't 
very intense fella. Gotcha. Yes. Pat used to uh, have me write his, uh, what are they called, John's wraparounds or donuts or whatever they are. He would send... uh, he would send live, um, audio cuts from the Capitol at night, and I would have to write the open and close for it for McDougal. Young man. That was my first writing. Um, Ooh. No, Kenny, a wraparound is something different. I think you're talking about a reach around. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't do and that then, in wrestling. How did it go at the fan? Um, Thor Tolo replaced us temporarily, and then didn't oh, yeah. Jesse... It, get get that gig in the 90s? Uh, yeah, because he, he was he there did. when he ran for governor, right? He did, and then he left, and that's where uh, Paul Allen. And Dubay. Uh, they took over and for Dubay Jesse. took over for Jesse. Yep. In the morning morning? Uh, in the late morning. Midday. 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 Oh. Because I that was my first, well, one of the first internships I had was with those guys, but I would only do it once a week because they had so many interns. You know, when I was at the fan, we stole that Timberwolves jacket. Charlie, <laughs> no. Charlie Frank, the um, Charlie Frank was the uh, promotions guy. Yeah, and Jesse did a um, fashion. It was one of the people in the fashion show, and it was a a leather Timberwolves jacket with I don't remember if it had fringes or not, but it was a cool jacket. Well, he just walked out with it. This is mine now. And there's a great picture in the Star Tribune of him walking down an alley or a street, and he's got that Timberwolves jacket on. Oh, cool. That was when he was running for office. All right, I got to bail. I got to blow this pop stand. (laughs) Will stand, so I'm coming for you. Minnesotans will understand. I have to go to Cecil's. Yes. Yes, it is pastrami and corned beef night. Maybe we'll turn them into Rubens. Oh, that cease. Oh, I should call there though to have it ready. I don't want to sit there for an hour. Well, they won't be that busy right now, will they? Uh, yeah, because it's lunch. Oh, I Cecil's. I gotta find a number for Cecil's. Is that that's close to uh, what was the uh, place that Royce always used to take me and Ruffs for lunch? Sea salt. Sea salt. Sea salt is oh, that's by, the falls. I mean, yeah, falls. Yeah. God, that place was great. Are they they're still open, aren't they? Yeah, that's extremely popular. Where's Cecil's at? Cecil's is Cleveland across from oh, uh, St. Saint Paul. Yeah. Oh, right. It is a total Jewish deli. Yep. One to Aaron Leventhal, who kid I went to school with, was a classmate of mine. I've only been there one time. There, I, I don't eat there. We always get it to go. But their corned beef is just, uh, it rivals um, the New York Deli and what is the one? Uh, Cats, Cats Deli in New York. We went there because when Jess graduated from St. Kate's, we went, that was our party. To go to Cecil's? We went to Cecil's to grab lunch with her. Really? And not Tiffany's, huh? With her mom and and my mom. Are we going to back it on up? 651. Six nine eight. See you, Ken. See you, Bresky. Kenny Olson has left the conversation. <laughs> Every time kills me. Well, how did Joe not get that text? You guys got it for me, didn't you? I got it. It's Aaron. Uh, yes, it is. It's rookie. How are you? Good. How are you 
I'm doing good. Can I get, uh, I just want an order to go. I'm leaving the radio station. And I'm looking for a plug. Yeah, I'm here. Are you there? <laughs> check one, two, check one, two. Hello? Can you hear me, Aaron? Yep. What would you like? Can I get a, a pound of the pastrami? Oh. Oh, let me to the deli. Hold on. Thanks, brah. Aaron. Yes. Hi, can I place an order to go, please, for pickup? May I please get a pound of pastrami and a pound and a half of the lean corned beef? And a sticker bar and a can of Coke. And a loaf of Russian rye thin sliced. Right here. A large loaf. <laughs> um, two cherry homentoshins. Yeah, I'd love if I get the time in the town. Uh, can I come over in 10 minutes? <laughs> That's okay. I'm 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 leaving uh, uni university in 280, and I'll just drive over there. If I have to wait, I'll wait. Uh, rookie, R-O-O-K-I-E. <laughs> I'm the rookie. 612. Oh, yep. You're lucky I saved your ass again. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Oh, it's done, my friends. Hey, could you repeat that again. number again, Rook? Yeah, 612. <laughs> Why don't I get the time of the town? All right. Pop stand. I'm blowing it. Boy, that rye sounds so good. As soon as you said rye, I just thought, It's oh, Russian sandy. rye. It's just everything oh. there yeah, but is. you got to make them a sourdough. Sounds so good. No, no this is, rye. This is, real, oh, this is the real God. Deal. No, it's gonna Love cost life. me about four hundred bucks, but it's worth it. All right, see you, Jenny Cake. See you, Rockstar. Have a good weekend. Uh, oh, that's right. It's Thursday. You're not here tomorrow, Chris. I'm going to go now to. Um, see you, you got my you, you got my timesheet. I did. What? So uh, yeah, I got to check.